1: Dylan Rayola is off the board and the rich Georgia Bulldogs just keep on getting richer. It is Monday, May 22nd. This is the College Football Daily. I am Lance Glynn. On today's episode, I'm going to throw to a conversation on last Wednesday's episode of the Football Recruiting Podcast as Cooper Patagna and Andrew Ivins are joined by Blair Angulo. They discuss five-star Dylan Rayola's commitment to the Bulldogs, why Georgia, when it became evident he was picking the back-to-back champs, and much more. You can find the full conversation by searching for the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, where, you get your podcast. So without holding you any longer, here is Cooper, Andrew, and Blair talking about the number one player in 2024 and his commitment to Kirby Smart and Georgia.
2: Dylan Rayola, he's off the board of the Georgia Bulldogs. You've been following this recruitment. It's been a lot of ups and downs from the time that he is committed to Ohio State, decommitted from Ohio State, opened the process back up. A lot of connections with the family, with the Rayola family to the Nebraska program. At the end of the day, Dylan Rayola ends up at Georgia and. Over, I would say, the last month or so, that's where it seems like this recruitment had been trending. You wrote a great article on 247sports.com. You can check it out there about Dylan Rayola's first day as a Georgia commit and kind of what went into it from the morning of working out with his dad and his younger brother uh, to later having a workout on the field in front of offensive coordinator Mike Bobo at the University of Georgia. So, Blair, can you kind of take us through, I guess, riding shotgun in this recruitment and from start to finish and how this is unwinded. And I guess what your takeaway is now that it's pretty much all said and done for Dylan Rayola.
0: Yeah, guys, I wrote, right, that uh, the conclusion was not surprising. Uh, I think we had all kind of seen this commitment coming for the last five, six weeks. Um, Once he didn't make it back to Los Angeles and, and check out USC in their spring game, even though I think he was in town that weekend to work out with his private trainers, uh, that was, uh, in my opinion, the, the ultimate indicator, right? Like you're not going to drive the extra 30 minutes to go see Lincoln Riley's offense inside the Coliseum and to see Caleb Williams and interact with other recruits. Uh, That kind of told me that his mind had already been made up. Um, And the fact that Georgia was the only official visit he was scheduling And remember, this was a a message that they were sending as a family that, hey, we're going to take our official visits. We're going to go out to places and really gather all the information we need to gather. And then we're going to take our time and make that decision. So when that decision is made, we feel like we've checked off all the boxes. Uh, But once they did check off all those boxes and all these other schools maybe started to, in a way, take a back seat to the Georgia Bulldogs, that's when you that's when you knew. Um, and, and I just feel like it's a, it's a great fit because this is a player who wants to test himself in the SEC. Uh, he told me, and I think this is one of the clips that we're going to run uh, Thursday on, on the College Football Recruiting Show over at the, at the YouTube channel, is that he had always dreamed of playing in the SEC, he wanted to test himself in the SEC. Uh, you know, he calls Matt Stafford an uncle. Matt Stafford and his, and his father, Dominic Rayola, played together for various years with the Detroit Lions. And uh, I think the stories and and all the things that he has heard about, you know, those those really big time Saturday nights in the SEC really appealed to him. And that's something that USC just wasn't going to give him. Uh, Nebraska, that that wasn't going to happen there either. Uh, Oregon was was in the mix a little bit. And, you know, but even even then, like he was at the Elite 11 Regional in Eugene, but didn't make a stop two miles up the road on campus to check out Dan Lanning. Like that, all these, there were so many indicators there where he had already shut down his process. Uh, and it was funny, right? He told me that he FaceTimed Kirby Smart on Saturday this past weekend. And Kirby Smart for some reason was completely shocked and floored that he was committing, uh, which was obviously, you know, it, it's, it's, for me, it was interesting, right? It's like, come on, Kirby, you got, you gotta, you gotta know that you had Dylan Riola in, in the bag. Um, and you know another interesting story that didn't really make the 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 that that article that I wrote uh, after his workout on on, on Monday, uh, you know Dominic Riola, his father told me that Mike Bobo, who was in attendance at that college showcase, um, had originally scheduled to fly out of Phoenix at eight p.m. Uh, and mind you, Pinnacle O'Connor, that that whole area is way up in North Phoenix. You, you got to drive from downtown, like another 45 minutes and no traffic. Like you're way up there on the way to Flagstaff. Uh, that that showcase got pushed back. Uh, so there was gonna be some delays. Uh, there was a multi showcase, there was two sessions. Mike Bobo ends up having to reschedule a flight from a closer airport to get out of there, that same town. He's gotta keep recruiting. Uh, I guess he called Kirby smart, according to Dom Rayola, and. Kirby let him use the jet. He let him use the jet. They were able to schedule him out a uh, closer 9 PM departure out of Phoenix. I thought that was really interesting. And, and I was like, man, like what, you know, what, what it must be like to recruit as a Georgia coach, you know, you got all these coaches scrambling to get down to sky Harbor in downtown Phoenix. Uh, but Georgia, right. Which spends the most of any college in the country, you know, all you had to do is just buzz Kirby and be like, Hey man, you know what I did today? I got Dylan Rayola. Can you can you
2: uh, you know can you throw me a bone? Just call in the relief pitcher. You know that's how it works. I mean Andrew Andrew has a great story last year that he told about Nick Saban taking a private plane. What was it, Andrew? Eleven minutes?
3: Oh yeah, eleven minutes. Uh, I, yeah, I think they were taxiing longer than they were in the air. He was out. <laughs> but I have a Georgia story. I was going to bring this up. Like I have been at games in Miami. Right, Miami bad traffic. I've been at games and run into a Georgia coach and they'll be leaving at halftime and they'll be getting on the, on the private jet. I'm like, you are going to be home before I am. And you're flying to, you know, you're flying to Athens out of Opelaka. And it's just crazy to see those operations. Blair, I thought uh, an interesting, you brought up Mike Bobo, really good nugget in the story that he had a camcorder out there uh, checking out Dylan Rayola number one prospect in the country. Got to get, gotta get the eyes. We, I don't know if that's for show or, or actual cut-ups, but uh, someone brought it up on the recruiting show. Jordan Hill uh, covers Georgia for 24-7 sports. The relationship between Dylan's father and Mike Bobo, uh, can you shed some light on that? Because I think it's interesting, right? Todd Monken leaves Georgia for the NFL, and Mike Bobo was on staff, but he steps into this new offensive coordinator role. I mean, I don't know if we've seen it before where a school can change OCs and then land the best of the best in a class at a position, you know, that is the most important on the field. So uh, did those – what is the relationship between those two, Dom and Mike Bobo?
0: I think there's a huge comfort level, right? Like I think they understand that uh, th- that there's not going to be a-, a skipped beat now that-, that they are moving into a new offensive coordinator position, that they are changing – you know, some concepts here or there. And and it's interesting, Andrew, that you bring up the, the handheld camera. I wrote that in the story and the Georgia board on our Georgia site. Uh, there were some jokes, right, about, about how Mike Bobo pulled out a handheld camera. I mean, that's so old school. I've, but seen, he, I've, seen,
3: I've seen Glenn Schumann do it on the road as well. So, like, they well, all re- do it.
0: Right. But remember, Dylan Riola still has an official visit scheduled for that first weekend of June. And, and the word is that he will probably be back on campus this coming weekend for that scavenger hunt right where you go and try to find kirby at the end of the day um and 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 i would not be surprised if mike bobo gets one of the interns to cut up all these clips and pulls dylan Rayola into the film room and be like hey like you know look at your shoulder here right or look at your footwork here you got a little lazy on on this post route um that's something he can't really do at at the college showcase you're right when he's got his own pinnacle coaches there on the field, coaching them up. Um, So yeah, I think it's, it's all really good work. Um, I think there's a a strong comfort level. I think they understand that, you know, I think Dylan's strong points are something that Mike Mike Bobo wants to be able to use and utilize uh, in in his offense. He can get the ball out quickly. He can make those reads, uh, you know, quick, uh, quick and go through the progressions when he has to. Uh, He's a big bodied physical prospect who, you know, has some mobility inside the pocket. I still want to see a little bit more um, flexibility out of him outside the pocket and and maybe extending plays and and getting downfield and picking up yards with his legs. Uh, But I think that's an element that will come as he continues to learn, uh, you know, certain offenses and, and obviously being committed to Georgia now, I think will help him because he will understand what's
2: expected of him. Those camcorders are not for show. I promise you that. I mean, that's that's always been part of the process. I was at Alabama in 2014. Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator. Those camcorders have been around for a long time. And that is something. I mean, we used to have to cut up the tape off the road as well. That always helped. I mean, any any type of additional context was also always a plus in the evaluation Cooper, do, process
0: sorry sorry to, sorry. do they do they have like a barcode on them like do you have to scan them out as you leave campus like like when you go to the library and and they're like oh uh, uh, mike bobo you you had camp quarter zero zero four you know make sure you have it in by wednesday because we got to ship this one out to maryland
2: i believe they're all held by by the personnel department and before they go out on the road they distribute them and then, you know, it's just something they throw in their back. The other thing, too,
3: is that they're all, like, old. Like, they're not, like, these new cameras,
2: right? Like, they're, they're old older. School.
3: And it's because the coaches know how to use the older technology. Am I, am I wrong there, Cooper?
2: Correct. There is a funny story from a friend of mine uh in college football who kind <laughs> of reminded me of, like, Zoolander, you know? It's like they have, like exo scout which is anybody who works in player personnel knows what that is it's where you watch your tape you're all 22 tape but it has to be connected to the server the server which is kind of like the cloud exists within the building that you work in right it's not something typically you can take on the road And if you do take it on the road you gotta you gotta download the tape first but a lot of these old school coaches they'll get in the habit especially when i was at washington we had guys they would just take the they take the computer they disconnect it and they bring it home with them. And then they call you and be like, hey, why can't I access the tape? It's like the files are in the computer. It's like that's not how it works. You have to download the tape. You got to be connected to the server, and that's how it works. But, Blair, back back to Dylan Rayola. Andrew and I have talked about this over the last two days, and I brought it up, it, it, the, the coincidence. I don't know if you want to call it that. But Rayola, outside of Eason and, and Jacob Daniels, he's another West Coast quarterback that has found his way into the teeth of the SEC and back-to-back national champions. Do you have a pulse on what Dylan Raiola's expectations are in terms of how he feels and how early he plans on contributing in Georgia? Is this a guy that you feel confident is, hey, I'm going to get there, I'm going to learn, I'm going to develop, and then I'm going to just let it kind of, I'm going to let the ball, ball roll out there and whatever happens, happens. I think
0: he's a competitor, right? And I think he's going in there expecting to compete from day one uh, for that position. And I think he wants to be ready. Uh, He's been going out to L.A. every few weeks to to train. He's obviously got some mentors uh, that have vast NFL experience and even some current NFL quarterbacks. His sister is a volleyball player at TCU. So a couple of weeks ago, he did, the family was out in, in Texas. And guess who he got to work out with for three days? None other than Patrick Mahomes, right? Like private workouts. Imagine the type of prospect you become if you're picking the brain uh, of Patrick Mahomes right now. So, yeah, I think he's mentally going to be prepared. He's very, very, very going to be prepared physically as well. I, I would say maybe the most physically prepared quarterback in this class, just given his his height, his weight, uh, just the attributes that he has. So uh, for him and and the family, and and I would even say for Kirby Smart and Mike Bobo, I mean the expectation is for him to to be as ready as early as possible. If they if they need to call upon him, you know, George is a little bit different, right? Where you know you kind of need a guy that's going to be able to operate things, and it's a, such a well-oiled machine that you know maybe you you can't really. You can't really go through some hiccups. That's something that you just can't do in the SEC or at Georgia if you have those expectations. Uh, But the good thing and the good news for Rayola is that he has well over a year to get ready for that 2024 season, if it comes down to that.
1: A big thanks to Blair Angulo for joining Andrew and Cooper on the Football Recruiting Podcast. You can find the full conversation by searching for the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Remember to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and head on over to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and click that subscribe button. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you again later this week.